Hello there and welcome back to the Chat Shit Get Fit The Fitness News where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always I'm joined by Tom. Hello. Hello Tom. Welcome back. So after last week's Q&A chaos some of you might be happy to know that we're getting back to some very serious business. I'll say that loosely because we are fucking pretty rogue half the time. Um, but we are looking at a really exciting topic this week and that is in women's empowerment through physical activities. So we had numerous polls on this one on our social media. We actually spoke to some of you as well, one-to-one. I know mm. Tom spoke to some clients. I spoke to some people on Instagram. Um, we've got loads to talk about. Um, we also are going to be unpacking a recent paper on this, which was titled A Mixed Method Study on Women's Empowerment Through Physical Activities, Relationship with Self-Efficacy and Physical Activity Levels. So that's a really exciting paper we are going to look at. But as I said, half the episode, we'll be talking kind of what you guys sent in, um, and then half will be the paper as well. As always... It's a reminder about our Instagram. If you do ever want to get involved with any of these polls, you want to talk to us, because um, we normally do give a hint of what the episode is going to be. And if you want to message us about it, follow us on Instagram. Uh, and it's a good place to sort of talk to us. We're pretty responsive. Um, we, we, it's yeah. good to always engage with you guys. So yeah, check it out. It's in the show notes. It's at chat shit, get fit podcast. But shit is actually spelt without the star because you're allowed to do that on Instagram, apparently. You can do what you want. <laughs> we don't want to get demonetized. No, well, yeah, well, don't, we can't even call it like the actual shit in a... Actually, I think you could, but I don't think the internet would like that if we actually had the word shit. We were basically title. being very, very clever with it. What, putting a star in instead of, <laughs> instead yeah, of a letter? Yeah, getting around the censors. The censors, yeah. <laughs> we were extremely right. clever and tongue-in-cheek with it. But yeah, we've uh, what we've looked into this paper in regards to this, but we've also s- spoke to people to get their anecdotal thoughts on it as well. Uh, I went cold calling as well. You what? what? I went. I went around my drive, like knocking on people's doors. No, you'd fucking you know, shout. You fucking did. May I that. speak to the, the the woman of the house? And like, oh God, sir, please. It's three o'clock in the morning. What do you want? <laughs> I've got kids. <laughs> Let's just take everything. Just take my money. Leave me alone. And I'm like, that's good and everything, but I will take the money. But uh, squats. What do you think of squats? <laughs> Like, please, like, sir. You actually did that though. <laughs> if someone came to a door. Like, I'd, I'd actually be really intrigued. I'd be like, dressed okay. like a Mormon. I, mean, I wouldn't be intrigued then. I'd probably shut the door. But like a, more like a gym shark Mormon. Gym, you know, <laughs> gym shark you'd, Mormon. You'd have your your gym shark shorts on, but you'd still be wearing a white tie. Uh, sorry, no white shirt and a uh, black tie, mm. and name tag. Name but tag. with gym sh- with gym shark shorts. Gym shark, yeah. yeah. And Crocs. Anyway. <laughs> Should we get into this week? <laughs> you okay. make cons, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this week's episode. Do you think Mormons actually lift? Mormons? Surely there must be some Mormons yeah, that do lift. They're not, they're, they are normal people, Tom. They're not just fucking... Yeah, I know, but I just can't imagine. Like, if they're anything like the, the stage show I've seen or how South Park have portrayed them, it'd be very interesting to see them actually, yeah, train. Oh, okay. If you're listening and you happen to be a Mormon and you do train, get in touch. Yeah. yeah. Tom seems like he's very interested in this. I, this I would be. I'd be very interested to see that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right, uh, guys, before we do get into that study, as like I said, we are going to dive into what you guys had to say about this on the Instagram. We'll look at some polls and then. You say guys. Gonna, yeah, oh God, it's a term, isn't it, Tom? I actually mean guys. Behave yourself. Be- <laughs> behave yourself. Right, yeah, so we'll look at some polls first, then we'll look into some uh, conversations. So if I pull these bad boys up. Bad girls. But fuck's sake, Tom, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, though, I should probably say that. Um, so here we go. 
the first question because i know tom you did a poll as well so we'll look at that as well but i on the instagram the actual podcast instagram there was no spec there was no specified like i didn't specify the gender i was um, talking to i basically yeah. asked first question was do you find physical activity empowering a hundred percent of people said yes and the majority of people who actually responded were actually female um, which is very handy same i was very happy to see that it was all females that voted yes on mine you know yeah, i was yeah. waiting for that one smart ass to uh you know get involved but i did ask tom i did say why did you put yes or no on the next one obviously everyone put yes so it was that um and i'll go for a couple of responses here so it's also one from one of our producers jenny um helps me manage chronic pain without medical interference and helps with confidence and then another one was i know that it stands me in good stead for older ages compared to my peers Mm. that's a couple of people why they said yes and then another question which i think is it's more about the actual activities what uh, do you find the most empowering in terms of exercise selection or sort of modality and the options were resistance training running walking or hit so high intensity interval training yeah. and tom what do you reckon the how do you reckon it swung um, well bear in mind i've got mine to go off as well and i have seen the actual evidence as well but in regards to let's say our listener base you know i, I would say it's heavily leaning towards resistance training but with with running coming in at a close second mm, it wasn't a close second but it was oh, run, okay. resistance training was 90 percent. running was 10 percent. Uh, no one put walking on oh, okay fair enough it's interesting uh, and the last question is a little bit more it might have seemed a bit rogue but it wasn't because there was a bit on the paper about this as well uh, and it was do you feel like you face gender specific barriers yeah okay so that's when a gym environment tom no, what do you that's reckon, a great question what, what do you reckon the results were there i'm gonna I was say surprised. okay well it depends how you kind of see the question like is it in a sense that you personally have um have come across gender specific barriers or Oh, are you aware that they exist? In which case, I'm going to say, I'm just going to go with yes. Okay, so the results were 78% of people said no. Oh, okay. And 22 suggested, which actually really surprised me. But like you said, I feel, I feel like oh, they might yeah. have individual level. So they feel, do they feel like they face barriers? And they Bearing might, in mind, they, this is our viewer base who are naturally already going to kind of be into fitness, particularly resistance training. On a higher plane as well, aren't they? I'll listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do not fear to tread in the dark, so to speak. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, right, so if I pull up. So I'm also going to dive into, actually, before I do that, Tom, quickly on your polls, what, how did your polls look out? Because you put a couple out, didn't you? So in regards to empowerment, it was a full 100%, you know, mm -hmm. all females as well that answered it, thank God, um, since I specifically asked it to be all females that answered it. Um, but yeah, 100% um, felt empowered. And in regards to what kind of activities, it was mostly resistance training, but a couple of people did say running as well. And there was a few mentions of walking as well, and in that order. So resistance training, followed by running, followed by walking. Well, I'll do is I'll go for a conversation I had um, with Jane, one of our listeners of the show. Really awesome. Really appreciate her getting a, a sort of engagement with this. And then we'll talk about what you've spoke about of your clients, because I know you're heavily yeah. involved in, you have like one of your classes, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Women, like which a, is one of the reasons why I looked club. into this study yeah. yeah yeah huge things we'll, we'll talk about this so i got in touch with jane good friend of mine she was a listener of the show um because i know she's really like invested in this stuff about getting women into the gyms and stuff and you know lifting weights and things so i basically asked her her thoughts on this topic in general um 
And I'll basically just read out kind of what she was saying. It's really awesome. So she put, I think having my whole adult life training, she put 30 years, she put a little granny emoji. Come on, Jane, you're not, you're not that old. Um, she goes, I've never felt as strong as I do now, which I don't think is just because we lift heavy or heavy for me. I think the physical strength of being able to move the barbell is awesome and it makes me feel invincible as though I can do anything like an inner strength. Okay, that's a really awesome sort of start there. Um, but then this is kind of moving on to, because she goes to the same gym I go to, which is a CrossFit gym. So this is probably a bit more specific towards that. But two more important things. We are surrounded by people who give us, uh, give us that drive to be the best we can be. Um, there are some awesome women at the gym who inspire me every day. Also, I then hope I can inspire young women that old women can still kick ass. Yeah. Um, and then she followed that with running and triathlon navigate. So this is a background on Jenny's well. She was a very successful, like if you look at sort of what she did previously with triathlons and stuff, she competed in a lot of races. Um, I think she did very, very well in that as well. But she put running and triathlon never gave me that mental strength. I think it's when you do lifting, you have to concentrate on the movement. But with doing cardio, it's different. You can kind of just dip in and out, watch a bit of Netflix. You can't do that mid-snatch, <laughs> which is supposed yeah. to be fair enough. You, can, yeah, you can't just <laughs> start watching a bit of telly. I mean, you could, but it's not recommended. Yeah, it's not recommended. <laughs> um, and then one of the barriers you put, which is interesting one, so I asked her about barriers as well. Uh, she put the barriers are the obvious, not wanting to be bulky with the... Um, yeah, that like stick Covering, covering yeah. your foot, exactly. So that's one of the barriers she's there. Um, and she also put an intimidation in the gym possibly, but I, she, put, she added, I found my tribe and I don't feel like that, but I think it's because I'm such a boy. Um, and she goes, and also having children maybe dictates the time you can be active. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, you could say maybe not so much now, historically women are normally there to look after the children more as opposed to the dad. So you could say that's a, you know, a huge uh, a barrier there. I think there's some really awesome things. And she would, we had a little bit more back and forth there. Um, and she also added, yeah, it's, she never, she never knew the sort of the, the power of community as well before she came to folk fit the gym we go to. Um, and I think that's a big piece. This actually comes up in the paper as well. Uh, the yeah. whole the whole community thing but i think that's absolutely huge obviously it's not absolutely crucial because as tom said people go to a normal commercial gym you don't necessarily have big groups of you but um you can still have that community but yeah so i really appreciate that jane i recommend going and giving her a follow guys i'll put her ig actually in the show notes um she does share some cool stuff kind of like following along with her training on that and it might kind of inspire you if you're you know you're for a lady listening and you you're worried about stepping into a gym lifting weights um hopefully some of the stuff she puts out there might push you in the right direction yeah, some really awesome points there, Tom. I mean, kind of, I'm, I'm going to guess there were some sim- similarities and the things that you got from your clients when you spoke to them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of them weren't even my clients as well, but like uh, okay. some of the ones I got, so one of my clients did say, yeah, strength training and sim progression on a week-to-week basis was one of the things that kind of empowered them. And I think you could get that for all genders, to be fair, and that is where you see the process actually working. And it is amazing, it is amazing when you kind of see how the body can adapt and you can see what you're kind of capable of. You know, if you start off, if we, if we talk about strength, admittedly, I think a, most of this is going to be biased towards strength training, ain't it? Yeah, I think so, just because that's just the way, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's kind of a, a lot of, if we look at the paper as well, obviously, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you was male or female, like starting off where, bloody hell, it's a, I'm picking up this barbell and it's quite bloody heavy, but then over time you realize, hang a minute, like, the reps are going up or I can lift more in regards to the weight mm. or I'm lifting the same amount of reps and weight, but it's actually starting to feel easy. Like you're seeing the progression, you're seeing how it works and it gives you that confidence in your body's ability yeah, to get stronger and adapt. But 
if um, we kind of look at it from like a female point of view, and I feel terrible saying it because it feels like I'm mansplaining, but I do understand that there is still that stigma that, oh no, there has to be female-specific training, you know, yeah. and they kind of market towards, you know, the pink fucking half-pound dumbbells and barbells and yeah the feather <laughs> the feather light equipment you get in argos well we spoke well, recently didn't we when we spoke about the that jennifer aniston thing that what, yeah evolve, exactly that, that that was saying they're trying to break down the whole stereotype about women in training yeah. but then they did the same thing little tiny dumbbells little resistance bands marketed towards little, ball, little medicine balls yeah Not exactly there's anything wrong with that but anything to go against strength training but i suppose it is awesome i suppose it is yeah. awesome as a female to kind of say shit this is working i'm getting fucking strong as hell here well, I think if you if we look at old stereotypes, you always think of like, oh, the woman would ask the guy to open the jar of pickles, or they'd be, yeah. oh, can you move this for me? Can you pick up this heavy box <laughs> for me? Whereas if, if a woman can now go go to the gym, get strong, and do all that themselves, that must be very empowering. Do you know I mean? what though, mate? I am that guy in the house, but you've met my missus. She's a lot yeah. taller than me, yeah. so we have a system where she reaches up and she could get the things <laughs> I can't reach because I'm virtually <laughs> challenged. Yeah, but then I open the stuff. You open the stuff, yeah. Now, if she did start training and getting strong, my missus, I'm going to be in deep shit. <laughs> You're absolutely fine. Because my purpose is, is no longer, you know. Yeah, you'll be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And that's, a, that's, an empower, that's an empowering <laughs> thought though, isn't it? But the thing is, it is, it, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm taking the piss a bit here, but at the same time, like, I have got another client who has said to me, like, little things, like, at the office, when the blokes were struggling to put the new water, the, what's it called, like, the big water jug fin. Oh yeah, mm, on the on the water tower, you know. Yeah, and she but... just comes over and does it, you know. <laughs> no problem. Or yeah. another one was like the what the Amazon delivery man bringing her her bottles of like uh, whatever she drinks, and like he's struggling, and she just takes it one handed off him. All little things like this that cross over into real life, you know, real life, <laughs> life outside the gym is what I should have said. It's all real life. Another comment I got was, um, yeah, weights makes them feel empowered because. I know I'm in the top 15% fitness of my age bracket in this country and I feel great. And that's pretty fucking that's, hardcore. That's, fucking, that's pretty hardcore, you know, yeah. Happy days. Uh, running as well. Run, the accomplishment of doing it and the thing, if I can do those tough runs, I can do anything in life. Yeah, 100%. I, I miss running. Mm. I used to run all the time and I, I miss it. And uh, it does, there's something about running like, do you know what? Like when people talk about beast mode in the gym, it's all nice saying beast mode until you actually get running and then you really learn what beast mode is. Do you know what I mean? Where like everything's failing you, your heart, your lungs, yeah, you, you still manage to push out like extra half a mile. on for dear life. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. It is empowerment and I'm saying that as a man. But yeah, other things, uh, weightlifting makes me feel strong, confident and hmm, clue to who this might be. And ski erg endurance makes me feel capable of anything. Yeah, fair play. Especially since I know that person's background. It, is that clean? It may be a producer. Oh, clean, yeah. It fucking may be hell, a yeah. producer. Jesus Christ, yeah, empowering. World record holder, beating guys. I know. Well. Mm, just slightly empowering. Just slightly <laughs> empowering, yeah. Just being the best in the fucking world, yeah. Um, oh, I did get some other mentions as well, actually. So other activities, well, she said all of them, but she also said things like rock climbing, hockey, lifting. Being strong enough to do anything more than making a sandwich is empowering. Um, that's what she said, not me. Um, oh, and being able to do my job as a paramedic is empowering. The ability to lift people and equipment, uh, yeah, hundred mm. percent. If it's, if it helps you in your job role and it is a physically demanding job, yeah, it's going to make you feel empowering. Paramedic, soldier, you know, firefighter, police. Was well, any moment, yeah, traffic you know, warden? 
Yeah, exactly. anything you've got to lift or move things. I mean, it's, it's for sure, if you can do it, like yourself, it's very empowering. To, being able to do anything yourself is obviously going to be empowering because everyone, no one likes having to ask for help, really. As a society, yeah. we're, not, we're not very good at asking for help, are we? So, Yeah, exactly. But I mean, um, a, a key word we're probably going to hear a few times in this episode is just building that self-efficacy, having your confidence and your ability to do these things, whether it be job-related or not. But just knowing... You that your body it. adapts to it. Yeah, you, you know. I think I just want to say thank you again to everyone who got in touch on the polls and actually sent messages in. It's really awesome. It, it does add a lot to this this sort of conversation here and what you guys had to think as well. Yeah. And it just adds to that thing of resistance training. It's just like, it's fucking awesome, isn't it? It just fits our bias perfectly, doesn't it? Lift yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so we can't, can't really complain there. Uh, what we do now, guys, we'll move on to the actual study itself because obviously, you know us, we like to talk about harsh data as well. Um, it's, always, it's always good to add on. So the paper, again, quick reminder of the title, it's a mixed method study of women's empowerment through physical activities, relationships with self-efficacy and physical activity levels. Um, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll start by looking at some key points in the introduction, kind of give you sort of a, what it's all about. Um, so I'll read out a few points, actually. Uh, increasing empowerment among women through physical activity is critical since women are less likely than men to meet the physical activity guidelines globally. 17.4% of women and 23.5% of men meet the guidelines. Um, they also note as well that women are more likely to complete the aerobic one versus the resistance training um, yeah. one as well. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not a huge difference in terms of 17.4 to 23.5. You'd as- think that until you realise actually that, what, 5% difference... Uh, what, yeah. what's the world currently at a 7 billion population now? yeah obviously numbers wise yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Obviously quite, it's obviously quite a big difference um, you know statistics can be misleading depending on the pool like how many people like you know f- what was I going to say 5% of 100 people isn't that much yeah 5% of a billion people of worldwide yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of blah, isn't it? Um, I mean, we've we've spoke about the activity guidelines before. If you go back, uh, you know, a few episodes, look in the dig into the fitness news archives and stuff, you'll see we spoke about in one episode how the paper looking at how bad it was, the sort of the adherence to it. Then we spoke about how you can meet the guidelines because actually, if you look when we look at the guidelines, it's not too difficult to hit the aerobic one. Yeah, a lot of people meet the aerobic because you don't actually have to do that much just by operating, doing day to day stuff. You can normally hit it. Yeah, you're just walking. <laughs> yeah, just by walking around. Yeah, but the resistance training one, on the other hand, obviously that normally requires you to step into a gym. Yeah, um, <laughs> and do something. So I think it's because like a lot of the aerobic activities, say through like um, lists, so low intensity kind of yeah. activity, where you don't even realise you're actually taking part in activity, walking back and forth to work, walking around at work. You yeah, know. there's a lot. There's lots of exactly. Um, I can't remember the actual. I can't remember the actual episode or the fitness news it was, but we did actually link the table as well for, it's like a thing you can go on to for the World Health Organization activity guidelines. Yeah. And it basically breaks down, it's like a unit they use, a unit to determine, uh, you know, how, how much activity you've done, you know, towards blah, 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 300 minutes, whatever. And it breaks it down for you really easily. So it's a really good way of kind of seeing what activity you're doing and how much is actually counting towards your guidelines or the guidelines. Yeah. I believe that episode is between episode one and episode 200 <laughs> no 200 it's been I mean, there this, somewhere well this is fitness news 41 and it or 42 so it's not <laughs> they go i mean i mean the, since the beginning of the podcast since the beginning of the podcast yeah <laughs> God, I think we've done more than that we've done fucking loads haven't we 
But yeah, so as they mentioned there, one of the reasons they're looking at it is because they want to increase empowerment. They want to get women doing more physical activity because they are less likely than men. And that's, that's common. In a gym setting, you're more likely to see guys than you are, you are women. Um, mm. That's just the way, it is, the way it is at the moment. So if we then look at some more stuff from their introduction. So research suggests that self-efficacy is closely related to empowerment. And there's obviously loads of citations there, which we can link. Um, yeah. Yet empowerment accounts for the influence of friends and family and the community and even society. Therefore, an empowered woman may participate in physical activity simply, be, simply because she believes she can rather than to conform to societal standards, even when barriers arise. Yeah. I mean, that... That we kind of touched on, I don't know, when we looked at the polls about how self-efficacy is closely related to empowerment because if you can do something yourself and you feel like you can, that belief is something you can is obviously very empowering, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So it doesn't surprise me that the research also follows that um, that train of thought. So if we look at what they actually did in this paper, because we did mention this in mixed methods, they kind of, in a way, they kind of did what we did, really, but just on a bigger scale. <laughs> Talk to people. Yeah. That's kind of what they did, really. Um so what they like, the way they actually did it was they said of mixed methods they did online and in person so they had like in person interviews which followed a cross sectional survey so they interview them then they do like a survey or whatever but then the the survey was kind of designed to explore how empowerment rankings vary mm. between exercises uh, you know the types yeah. of them if there was a difference between the self efficacy between different exercises the engagement of it the empowerment of it so the interview was kind of like to, was a little, little bit they were talking about and then the survey was to get more specific into different exercises and the impacts of those um levels yeah. of empowerment things like that as well what, what i kind of like about this because it was kind of done by mixed methods is that we kind of got the statistics in regards to you know x y amount of uh, females like to do this exercise or this exercise or this exercise or x y amount of uh, females like to um believe this is empowering compared to the other thing mm. however because we've also got the surveys where we actually interview the individuals it actually goes into the nuances of well why they've scored why? it in such a way mm. yeah so we actually get some first-hand accounts here outside of a male perspective you know yeah absolutely if you are really interested in the, all the details, you can actually kind of see a full breakdown of the interviews and stuff, the questions they are asking. Mm. Um, I recommend reading out the full, checking out the full paper. It's actually quite an easy read in terms of the way it's laid out. So yeah. it's not very difficult to look at. So it'll be links down the show notes, as always, of all our papers. So go down and check it out if you want to have a look at kind of the interview process and things like that. If we then actually look at the specific exercise, this is what's really exciting. This <coughs> stuff is they put them into categories, a little table um, basically of like how they did it. And when it when they looked at which exercises were the most empowering, the highest ranked one was resistance training, which echoes what me and Tom found in yeah. our own little mini polls. Um, second was running, third was walking, and then you had high intensity interval training, and then you had both dance and hiking uh, joint uh, at the bottom. Yeah, okay, in terms of empowerment. Um, and it, it doesn't really surprise me mm. just because of the whole I, I think I think it's very hard isn't it to but when you think of lifting heavy things up I think it's very hard to find something more powerful than that being able to one day not being able to lift up an object but then a few weeks later being able to lift up that object you thought you'd never be able to lift do you know what yeah. I mean like you can walk into a gym and be like oh, I'm never lifting that ever and then next thing you know <laughs> it's flying up yeah, exactly. And I think what does um, contribute to this as well is kind of what you mentioned earlier in the paper is that it also goes against what may be considered like um, society standards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You know, actually going against the ground and saying, actually, no, I, I can lift this weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. 
Whereas you're going against that, so that's very impactful. You're going against a system almost, aren't you? You're you're, you're breaking the mold of yeah. what's, what's standard. So that's obviously very empowering. Being kind of like a what's I don't know what the, a maverick almost, aren't you? In society where you're going against the the norm. Yeah, and it and it shouldn't be. It no, shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Course, no, no, no. But it is the reality of like in regards <clears throat> to stigma behind it. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. I'm I suppose yeah. Yeah, and then I understand why running comes second, really, because if anyone remembers when they first started running, or if you maybe are just new or new to running now. You run about a meter and you're absolutely gassed. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you like a, you you run a few hundred meters and you're like, oh my god, I'm dying. I can never do this anymore. And then after sticking to it for a long time, and you look back and you go, fucking wow. hell, I'm flying now. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you from my my own anecdotal experience though that it happens in reverse as well. When you stop running, you look back and go, fuck, I really wish I could run that far again. <laughs> yeah, where's it all gone? Why, why am I fucked now? <laughs> why am I struggling at a meter? <laughs> And then walking, I'm not surprised that's third because I feel like walking, obviously it can be empowering, but it's obviously quite low level. It's yeah. it, uh, We are going to mention this, I think. I don't know if I mentioned it later the on. The interviews do, people in the interviews do actually, yeah. yeah. They do say like with walking, it's they know it's low intensity. It doesn't feel like they're actually pushing themselves. Achieving anything, yeah. People, you become empowered and you achieve yeah. greater things. things more, if you can achieve something that's challenging, you mm. feel more empowered, don't you? If like, fucking, that was a really hard thing to do, but I've done it. Yeah. walking it's kind of we do it every day we walk around to get to the women in stuff. interviews they they fully understood that it was activity yeah you know and that it was good for them but it just didn't feel as empowering as the other yeah options. it didn't feel like wonder woman <laughs> yeah that, exactly for a, a walk yeah um what did surprise me though, tom is we speak about difficulties that high intensity interval training was quite low down yeah do you know what um that did surprise me actually mm. But at the same Depends time, I am wondering, like, yeah, what are they classed as high intensity high interval yeah. training? Because if you go and see what a hit class is in mm. your usual commercial gym, it looks proper fucking pansy. Yeah, because then you've got because they did actually mention CrossFit in there, but they put it in like some. Yeah, they put it, in a it really wasn't odd category. Odd category, yeah. It wasn't even like it's not even listed. As, but it's like because you could argue CrossFit's kind of like a mix of a lot of these. Anyway. Yeah, they put more like that anaerobic side of things. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know how they, they rank that, but yeah. So I was very uh, odd. I did find that. I th- so I think the biggest takeaway really from that anyway is that resistance training, lifting heavy stuff, was Picking the most up empowering heavy things. For, for for the women. Yeah, so. We've mentioned a few times they conducted some interviews, so we'll have a look at those then and we'll look at some extracts from those. So one woman, she reported feeling frustrated due to her lack of knowledge about using equipment. Um, and this is a barrier, by the way. She said, actually, a reason I didn't join a gym was because I wasn't comfortable to go into a place where there's just stuff like no one is leading you and telling you what to do. So that lack of knowledge is a very common barrier for people to step into a gym. Yeah. Um, they feel like they have nowhere to go. And this is why I think... Obviously, you spoke to Jane and she goes to a CrossFit gym. I think that's why CrossFit gyms are... F- there's, there's so many women who go to CrossFit gyms. Yeah. Like if you actually look on our normal day... I mean, we have classes at the gym we, that I go to, Fofit. You'll go there sometimes and there'll be like no guys in the class. There'll be all women. Not yeah. because it has to be, because that's all the ones who have booked on. And normally, it's probably about 50-50, I'd say. Yeah. Um, like a, an average in a class. And I think it's because there is no... There is no uh, required, like you don't have to worry if you don't know what you do because you turn up there as a coach leading the class, telling you what you need to do, how you need to do it. You've got people around you for that support as well. So that completely removes that barrier straight away. Yeah. Um, so that, that fear, that you know, that frustration due to lack of knowledge just isn't there because you've always got someone there guiding you. So I thought like that would kind of address that uh, situation. But I can understand why this woman here why she felt the way she did because that's of anything. I feel that if I go to do a job and I, I'm, 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 I'm unsure... I feel the same way. I don't feel very. I don't feel great about it because <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I mean, one thing I do want to quickly just point out 
uh, is that kind of in regard to the next couple of passages we're going to read for you, this isn't a section where it's talking about, well, actually, these are gender-centric barriers mm. of what make uh, some women feel uncomfortable in regards to resistance training. Uh, is it resistance training or is it just exercise in general? I think it's yeah, resistance think, training, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it was just, these were just from the interviews, weren't they? So it was yeah. kind of just, it was, it was obviously leaning towards that, but it was, yeah, just gym. When we talk about barriers to training, we can talk about it from like a gender neutral point of view, you know, where these are barriers that, you know, both men and women face. But in regards to this, this is very gender specific, mm. you know, that, you know, as men, we might not ever have to worry about in general. Um, yeah, sorry, Kevin, I just want to quickly put that out. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think you, obviously it's good you said that because the next couple obviously are very uh, relevant. So, um, so another person claimed, uh, she said it was intimidating. Um, I'm a female, so a lot of times I felt they just stared at me or I've had people come up to me and go, you're not doing the right technique to lift weights. And I'm like, I've been lifting weights since I was 14. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I can see why that is a hard for empowerment because if let's say this person's feeling empowered because they're lifting weights, but then suddenly some random guys come up to them and said, well, you're not doing it right. You then start yeah. to doubt yourself. You might, even though you know what you're doing is right, just having someone put a bit of doubt into you takes a little bit of that empowerment away because then you go back to lack of knowledge. You're like, well, have I been doing it wrong my whole life? Have I, have I, have I always been doing it wrong? Am I, am I not capable like I thought I yeah. was? So then you lose the empowerment piece. So This is actually a classic PT sales yeah. tactic that pisses me off. It's so fucking lazy and bare basic to find a female that you can go up to and say, oh, let me show you my, your technique, or oh, yeah, you're doing some lap pull downs, or let me show you how to, let me show you X, Y, Z. And very rarely will you see them actually go up to a male and say it. Uh, and it's something that I see as a PT in a commercial gym often, you know, and it's, yeah, it's a bit shitty. And just knowing that they're more inclined to target females as well, it is off, it is off-putting. Uh, so another one there, and this kind of echoes uh, with what others have been saying, basically across the paper and our own sort of polls is, after I do a strength training workout or something like that, I feel like super strong. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I could really just do about anything after I finish that. And that makes me feel like very, I'm literally reading out. Oh, no. She I said know. like quite a lot, don't she? I was going to read I that again. <laughs> I was going to take away with the likes because they've literally wrote down exactly how she spoke. So after I do a strength training workout or something similar, I feel super strong. I don't know. I feel like I could really just do anything after I finish that. And that makes me feel very empowered. Okay, I've tried reading that a little bit more <laughs> better. Yeah, not like um, Paris Hilton, but that is, in your defense, yeah. that is how it's actually written. How it's actually written, yeah. But yeah, that echoes kind of what other people were saying. It's, I, I feel like because you, being able to lift heavy shit is just fucking great, isn't it? Yeah, so 100%. I understand what this person's saying. Um, what they did mention though, we mentioned it a second ago, um, activities like walking, isn't it? We said they don't elicit the same feelings of empowerment. Um, and someone actually mentioned this, one of the participants. They said, I think like, no, it's another fucking another one. It's another fucking like one, right? I think I'm going to remove all the filler stuff. <laughs> I think walking is enjoyable and it is fun to do with someone, but I don't get, like I don't, I don't, <laughs> what have they fucking said? They don't get the same feeling. They don't, you know, they don't say, I'll read what they said, man, I've just accomplished so much. They don't feel that when they go walking. They just don't feel super empowered by that type of activity. That's basically what this person was saying. They like walking. They think it's fun if they go with someone, but they don't. They don't feel like they've accomplished anything because we walk every day, don't we? It's not like a we don't we don't yeah. walk to Tesco and go. Oh, I'm fucking. I'm an absolute machine. You know, I mean, an absolute operator walking to the supermarket. Whereas 
you know, if you go to the gym and lift some heavy weights, maybe hit a PB, fucking yeah, too right, you're going to be like, fuck yeah. Can I quickly just read a quick excerpt from this same section as well? Because this kind of goes hand in hand with, ah, so just a quick one, bit of background info. But as you mentioned earlier, like I, I work with women a lot. I take specific weights training classes for women only. Yeah. Mm. And the whole objective of that, my whole objective with that is to get more women down into the racks. Now, it's not that um, barbells are superior to machines or even dumbbells or anything like that. But I do understand that a lot of women actually want to go and train down there, but feel like there's a bit of a stigma. So I'm basically just like a nice little entry point where I can get more women down into those classes in a safe environment. So bear in mind, this is what someone's also said in Molly's excerpts. I've been doing a lot more benching recently, and that's also nerve-wracking because I know I'm not lifting that much. So one of the barriers I've heard that some of my women that come to my class say to me is that they don't feel like because they can't lift as heavy as other people, not necessarily just men, by the way, but other women that do go down and lift because they can't lift more than just a 20 kg barbell they don't deserve to be down there because they feel they're taking up space they feel because they can't lift a certain arbitrary amount they shouldn't be down there but at the end of the day if you can only lift a 20 kilogram barbell or you know if you can lift a 12 kilo barbell weight is weight and you're still Mm -hmm. using that area appropriately you know yeah as long as you're not doing bicep curls in it, you know, <laughs> or doing yeah. kipping pull-ups, you know, in the only squat rack available, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. You're still using that machine appropriately. But I have had women say to me, like, they feel that sh- like they shouldn't be using it because they can't lift a certain amount, that they shouldn't be taking up that space. And, you know, that's a, a, a sad thought process to have. But I can see why um, yeah, I some see people, why. not even women, but some people will have that thought process, yeah. Uh, just coming on from that. Um Another participant described her experience of feeling like she was not lifting enough weight. I feel like I get a lot of eyes sometimes if I'm not lifting a lot of weight or I'm just doing like 10 pounds or whatever. She said she felt like a little crab in the corner of the gym, avoiding certain areas because they were ma- they were male dominant. Many participants felt the same way, noting certain areas they avoid. Yeah, I would say I tried to stay away from certain parts of the gym okay, I can do it here because there aren't going to be a lot of guys. Several discussed male entitlement as a significant barrier to using specific machines in the gym. And yeah, I've witnessed this. One said, you're not a male. It's like, don't expect to get the male gym goer that escalated to stalking and required... Oh, hang on. Yeah, sorry, go back to that. Still, another relayed an experience with a male gym goer that escalated to stalking and required a straining order restraining order sorry um okay now and i i have witnessed that actually where some blokes have almost felt more entitled to certain machines because they know they're going to be lifting heavier Mm. which is just bullshit and mirrors funny enough i've seen blokes feel fucking more entitled to have mirror space in the gym really fucking awful and cringy to witness but yeah i have seen blokes get very 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 arsy and childlike simply because another female is in the way training in front of a mirror mm. when they want to be doing it. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's tough. Obviously, we don't experience that at all, do we? So we, we can obviously read these extracts and kind of be, be, you know, feel sympathetic towards it, understand it. Obviously, we'll never know what that's like because we this don't This is really... why papers like this are good. Good, yeah. Particularly the interviews. Because yeah. I can take a, you know, I, I can say as much as I like, you know, 
oh, I empathise with women that don't feel comfortable training in a gym environment when they actually want to, but I won't. I can't experience it no matter what. But mm. just by reading these excerpts, etc., gives me a bigger idea. And to be honest with you, um, reading this paper has trained, sorry, trained, changed the way that I do train my women in the weightlifting classes, which I'll talk about a little bit more at the end. I think it's good as well because you. Because you'll some PTs they'll just want well, they just lift weights so they want to get stronger want they just lift weights but when they look at papers like this and they can might be un, might be able to start understanding why it's not as simple as just telling someone to go lift weights yeah a hundred percent and that can help the way they communicate better they can communicate better then they can change the way they approach certain situations certain conversations as opposed to going well just lift some weights you're in the gym anyway so yeah fucking go down there and lift some weights in the weights area it's and easy for you to say but <laughs> exactly that and what really pisses me off is that you do get a lot of uh, certain influencers and pts that actually make fun of women mm. that are doing the the standard zumba classes hit classes yeah. etc so like you know <laughs> oh they're not going down and training heavy they're not actually using the weights etc there's a reason why yeah, people like you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's like a reason why yeah. nobody help with a stigma no definitely not if we quick, so we've got a couple more actually, a couple more of these extracts to go through. Um, I want to go about this one because there's one here which kind of links to we said about difficulty of exercise. So they, this is about walking again. Um, they put even if I did choose to go on a walk for exercise, I won't say that that's super empowering because it doesn't feel difficult. Um, because leisurely walking isn't diff- it's not difficult, is it really? Like if you go for a little stroll right through the park, it's not arduous really, is it? Um, might be for some people, I don't know, but obviously for the general for general population. Um, and another thing they put, which I really think is interesting, is they put, it's not super empowering because a lot of people can do it. It's still enjoyable, but a lot of people can do it. So yeah. if you know that a lot of people can do what you're doing, it, you're not going to feel as empowered, are you? Because you'll be like, well, everyone can do that. It's pretty easy. It's like, like blinking. Oh, we can all fucking blink. It's not, very, it's not very impressive. If you know you can lift your body weight, for example, you can squat your body weight, bench your body, deadlift your body weight, whatever, you might be like, oh, I know not, not, not many people can do that in my friendship group, but I can do it. Yeah. So straight away, it's, it's, in your head, it's impressive because you know not many people can do it. So you then feel empowered because you're doing something that's challenging and you know only a select few can do. Yeah. And they haven't got to be like an arbitrary standard that you do lift the weights at. It could be a simple case of, and this goes back to some of the polls I had earlier where people just simply liked seeing the process happen. Like yeah. it could be a case of you started off with the empty bar and now you're doing 50 60 70 80 whatever it is you're yeah. doing on the bar and you look back in time and go holy shit i can't believe like what's that meme like um we started look at how we started and now we're here you know it can be empowering and also as you said i'm like going to go to standards even if you just say to yourself okay it doesn't actually matter what numbers you're hitting if you go to the gym three times a week for example you are then actually in that group of 17.4 percent who are meeting the guidelines hmm so you've got to think that huge number of people who aren't meeting those guidelines, you're doing more than them. They are. So you're basically in a very exclusive club of people who are smashing <laughs> smashing the weight. So that's obviously like a very impressive thing anyway. That not everyone else can do. Obviously we want to get that number up eventually. Yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately that's not the, it's not as it's not as simple as just getting more people to lift weights. But you know you're part of a quite an exclusive club really, um, of someone actually going out and lifting weights. Mm. There was one more I wanted to look. Yeah, okay, yeah. Community was another one, wasn't it, we were talking about. Yeah. Uh Let's read what this person said. I think the community aspect was really important to the gym I belonged in, and that definitely made me more comfortable working out. And now when I'm around certain people, I feel like there's a community in the gym, and sometimes people don't really talk to each other, but today a lot of people were like talking, communicating, and I was like, this is a bit weird, but it was nice because everyone was sharing equipment. Yeah. So this is very good because I spoke obviously about a CrossFit gym, which is inherently very 
community based very yeah. everyone talks and stuff but in a normal gym this is an example of like a, just a normal one normal commercial gym people don't always talk but when you see the same faces you might start chatting around having that little bit of community having friendly faces you, you're more likely yeah. to share equipment aren't you because you're like oh, okay do, do you want to use this okay great but if you don't talk to people obviously you, you can't do that but i think just simply not being a dick goes a long way in regards to making <laughs> yeah. people uh, particularly women feel more comfortable in that space so for example, where I work, there's currently three squat racks, but they're double-sided and they're all close together. So no matter what you're... Even if you, you've got two people doing two totally different exercises in the opposite squat racks, you're always going to be in close proximity of each other. I understand it could be very Viking, you know, to be as intimidating as possible as you're lifting. But if you can kind of judge, and this hasn't even got to be female-specific, you know, it could be gender-neutral, but... If you kind of know someone's looking a bit unsure in the other rack, just simply like not purposely trying to be intimidating around them can be a big help and go a long way. One of the reasons why I do my ladies at lift classes as a group as well is that you actually get that social construct as well. And you actually get to see how supportive people can be when you're in that environment where you're all lifting you're not necessarily in competition with each other, no. but just simply seeing that, you know, if you do a deadlift and there's other people around you, it's not a major deal. You're not going to upset the people around you. No. You know? So what we'll do, we'll look at the, we'll look at the main takeaways of this paper, then just kind of to bite, sort of summarize all that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as we said there, the main findings kind of showed that the, the largest group of women ranked resistance training as the most empowering form of physical activity. Um, and it's actually, this actually supports the study's hypothesis that muscle strengthening exercises like resistance training to go to the gym are more empowering than cardiorespiratory training. Okay. So they, that's kind of what they were thinking at the start is that lifting weights is going to be more empowering than going for a run. The results kind of showed that. Uh, another real key point really is the more challenging, the more promotion of self-efficacy. Yeah. If you feel like you, if you feel like something is hard and you've done it, you feel more confident in yourself, don't you? You're like, well, if I can do that, I can fucking do anything or I can yeah. do something similar because I've done it now. So that's obviously going to promote more self-efficacy. If we look at actionable points then, because kind of those key things are obviously useful for people listening, but what can you actually do? That's the important stuff. There's, there's a few, so if I read a few little things out of the paper mentioned, because They've basically said empowerment accounts for individual, their friends, the family, and the community in which they live. So they basically said that you need to target all three levels um, to increase women's empowerment through physical activity. Some things they've mentioned, teaching women how to do resistance training might have an impact. Um, creating supportive groups of women who lift. We actually kind of, if we look anecdotally, Tom, you've kind of done that and you've seen yeah. it work quite well. So that's that, that you could say that's a quite an effective thing there, creating supportive groups of women who lift. And then another one they put is inclusive gym spaces are required so women feel comfortable during resistance training and other physical activities. Uh, that, I mean, that, that's quite, I've said that's quite hard to do um, because you're relying on people there, I think. An inclusive yeah. gym space, you can create an environment, but unfortunately the people coming through the door, you don't have that much control over, especially in a large yeah. scale, sort of like a big, a big gym chain. Um, if people are dickheads, it's kind yeah. of like, it's more, you've got to, you've got to kind of make, how do I say? We've almost got to change the way people think about the gym. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's very easy for us to say, "Oh, um, just ignore them." 
you know. Yeah, just ignore it. Yeah, but the reality is it's, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, I think this is, and I've spoken about this before actually, but the term soft exposure. Mm, yeah, okay. I think this is where soft exposure can be a good tool because it's kind of like uh, anyone that is anxious over anything, just saying, oh, don't worry about it, isn't really useful. You know, I'll give you an example. If there was a massive spider in my room and me being a massive arachnophobic and my missus, like she usually does, says, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to feel any fucking better about no, it. You still know it's fucking you there. Know, the exactly. still there. It's not disappeared. Um, but then soft exposure, I eventually get her to put a cup over it and throw it out while I, you know, jump up and down the bed screaming. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I admitted to that, but yeah. Um, but no, if I, if I was giving an example, so like, look, instead of me saying, oh, don't worry about those people, they're not going to worry about you, it is probably, most probably true what I'm saying, but it's not going to make them feel any better. So soft exposure could be a simple thing of trying to get someone to just do one exercise mm. and then leave it at that, go to whatever corner you want to go to after that or go home, wherever. But it's just that one exercise. And if it all goes wrong, then at least you're in and out of there very quickly. But... The idea is that you're not saying you're going to do a whole session down here. You're going to do this very complicated list. Just a simple case of just go down there, do one thing, see what happens. Mm. And if you have a good experience from there, okay, let's build on top of that as well. You know, let's do two exercises down there, etc. You know, that would be soft exposure. Just simply, you know, gradually doing more and more. Starting off little and then doing more when you get down there. I mean, that's, a, that's a really good approach I think on an individual level I, I think the best thing there they've mentioned is definitely that creating that support group thing not as like yeah. I don't have to be a long term thing but I think if you're a beginner and you've never been to the gym I think finding a, a supportive group of women who lift you can call it that'll give you that empowerment that self-efficacy to go well I know how to do it now I've done it a little bit of yeah. a group of like-minded individuals under coach supervision you then know I can go into the weights area and I can Go at it because I know what I'm doing. I've got the confidence in myself now. I know what I can do. Yeah. I can carry this journey on on my own in the weights area. And I'll tell you what is actually really good as well is seeing both the pros and cons in a group like that. Mm. It is great when you witness, you know, it's great when you witness people doing really well in a group training session like that because it's inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, and you got to bear with me on this, but it's also good to see people fail sometimes. Because you realise, well, it's actually normal if I fail as well. Now, when I say Part fail, I'm not ta- yeah, exactly. But I'm not talking about like in a catastrophic way where like, you know, like no, yeah. guillotine, guillotine by the bar. <laughs> but yeah. if I've seen someone go up from a deadlift to 40 kilos, 50 kilos, 55, and they fail on the 60, it's like, hey, we're only human, but you've still managed to make it this far. And who knows where you might get to in a week or month's time, or whatever. But it's good for the other people to say, hey, it's not just me. You know, if other people can, you know, succeed and fail down here, I can too. And you, you know me, I've always said like failure is not necessarily an issue. It could be a good thing because it lets us know where we need to improve. Mm. You know, failure is feedback to us. And that's the thing in a group setting, seeing each other's successes and fails, it's good because it makes us realise that it's not just going to be me. And if I do eventually fail, at least I'm within this supportive group that understands. Um I think it's important before we wrap things up is just to mention a couple of limitations on this paper. 
Uh, and this obviously warrants further research with most things is good. Obviously, we'll hope yeah. we'll get some more research off this now. Um, the actual study sample, you can say it's not representative because it was predominantly white and well-educated women. Yeah. And obviously, we know if we look at other demographics, it's going to be a very different experience, different barriers yeah. being faced. So that's a very important thing to note that it was predominantly white and well-educated women. And then as with any cross-sectional design, the way this paper was done, the data captured from the survey is only, you know, it's a snapshot of their experiences of the participants experiences okay that's obviously a limitation things change on every day we have to you know one day you might think one thing one day you might have a, a viewpoint on something and then two weeks later your view might completely change you might 180 it um so it's important to remember that this is just a snapshot of their experiences um yeah. at that time of the survey so that's obviously a limitation it's not i'm not saying it's useless we're just saying it's you could class it as a limitation of the paper no no of course because you know if we can get like um gender specific barriers you know, to exercise, then for sure we're also going to have like race-specific barriers, age-specific mm. barriers yeah, as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I just wanted to quickly finish on, because I mentioned earlier that this paper actually did make me change my approach to training people. And this is quite funny because, so the classes I've been doing for women have been really successful and the feedback mm. I've been getting has been brilliant as well. And, you know, God forbid if something, let's just touch wood, like God forbid if something happened to me tomorrow, you know, I fell whilst defacing a ULES camera or something. Oh, here you know, we go. The camera's back. At least, that, <laughs> at least I can say, like, if I went out, one of my greatest pride and joys would have been, like, training the women in these classes because seeing them go mm. from, like, being wanting to do the movements, to do the exercise, to take part in the class, but being really worried because of where it was taking place and what they was doing, to suddenly being, like, these very strong, powerful women that are now doing it by themselves as well. It's been absolutely great. It's been a pleasure. But it's really interesting because I actually took a step back after in this paper and I actually asked them individually, like, what do you, what makes you feel empowered in regards to this kind of training? And some of them, I also asked a couple of them, like, what is it that stops you from coming down here and doing it yourself? Or what has stopped you in the past coming down here and doing it by yourself? Now, the funny thing is I was focusing so much on like, getting them to do the movements that I forgot about all the other tiny little barriers that might actually prevent them from doing it themselves. So I had I had women that are coming and they're deadlifting. Bear in mind, this is the first time they've touched a barbell in the space of what a year or six months. But now they're deadlifting sixty kilos for reps. You know, ninety kilograms. Some of them as well. You know, and some of them are on the end range of this of being 70, 70 years old. So I'm like, I'm just assuming like they're strong as fuck. And they're doing the movements absolutely fine. And they're starting to understand RPE and reps and how many times a week they should do it, etc. But I didn't actually think that there's other barriers stopping them from actually coming down and doing it themselves. And one of the barriers actually was I would set up all the plates for them and then right. I'd put the clips on uh, okay. and I'd say, yeah, go do the exercise. They'd do the exercise fine. But right. they was actually telling me it's the little things like I struggle with getting the clips onto the bar. Yeah. Or sometimes the bars are set up really high and some fuckers left loads of plates on the bar, you know, and I'm afraid that it's going to tip if I start taking it off. I hadn't thought to actually take a step back and actually teach them about things like bar tipping and stuff like that. Mm. But the main thing for me was I was too busy setting up the exercises for them to actually let them just take it away from scratch. So what I've started doing now is I've been taking a back seat and I've just said to them, like, look, the bar's there. You ladies, between us, you set the weight up. You know, you get it on and off the rack. Mm. You put the clips on. And it was funny because I've seen these ladies lift heavy weights, 
but suddenly some of them are struggling with Eclipse and look, there's blokes that struggle with Eclipse. Yeah, I still struggle sure. with Eclipse. <laughs> but that's a skill set all by itself, especially when they haven't been changed in years and they're rusty. Mm. So now, all these little, these are little tiny things where they, they've told me, look, I would feel embarrassed if I got down there, knowing I could lift this much, but I failed at getting Eclipse on and off. So what mm. I've started doing is I've been exposing them to it now, saying, look, just get used to taking it on and off. So imagine I'm not here. You know, you've gone and put your stuff in your locker. I'm in the corner now. I'm not going to get involved. You set the bar up for deadlifts. And I've found that's helped with their confidence a lot. But these were all little things that I didn't consider because I didn't actually ask them. So it does help to actually take a step back and actually ask people and let them do the talking and ask them, what is it that is preventing you from coming down here and do it? And it might be something as silly and small as, I'm worried that I'm going to not be able to get the clips on and off the bar. Little things like that. But it was this paper that made me take a step back and actually ask them. I was just going to say, this is one of the big takeaways for this, for this paper. If you are a trainer and you're listening to this, this is hopefully opened your eyes into the importance of communication. Yeah. Like you, you should be aware after hearing this and maybe looking at the paper yourself, you'll realize the barriers that are being faced and kind of the little, yeah. the little things that are there. Communicate with your clients. Don't just expect people to, to know or just expect them to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you think people don't like to, they don't like to say things because of, you know, I don't know, embarrassment or, you know, confidence in, the, in themselves. But yeah. that's why it's important to communicate. Obviously, communicate in a, in a certain way. Don't be a dick about it. Um, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Do you know what, Bill? We spoke about self efficacy a lot in this. Self efficacy is not just your ability, your confidence and the ability to actually do the exercise. It's also your confidence and the ability of feeling comfortable around the equipment yeah. and setting yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. So that should be a part of it as well. Guys, that's all the news this week. I hope you've enjoyed this because obviously last week's was an absolute chaos of an episode of the Q&A we did. Some of those questions you guys sent him were very interesting. So if you've not yeah, heard that one that. yet, and you want, yeah, if you want to hear a bit of fun, that's obviously a cracker. Uh, obviously, we've already mentioned a couple of times, our producers, Jenny and Clean, thank you very much for your support. It's always uh, mm. greatly appreciated. And for the rest of you patrons as well over at our Patreon, if you want to go and join those guys in supporting the podcast, it's uh, patreon.com slash podcast, or you can just go down to the show notes. And there's a nice link for it there as well. Get the, You get to watch the video of the podcast, full yeah. video. Um, basically, nothing gets cut out as well. Obviously, the audio podcast people listen to, we edit it, so it's a bit more... Like it's not, there's not much bullshit in there in between or there's nothing at the start at the end whereas on the video you get to see us chatting shit beforehand kind of a bit of a catch up then afterwards we sometimes chat a little bit as well and any shit in between uh, and you get to see what we look like when we're talking which is you might I want to I would love to get enough Patreons that each week we do the podcast I can have lip filler <laughs> That that's that's the end goal to be fair people can we make this happen because that'd be really funny to see <laughs> yeah just get lip fillers <laughs> Let me talk. We'll have to change the logo of the podcast, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, no, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> have to think. redo our lips. <laughs> yeah, but like, guys, please, maybe not just for the lip filling, but just in general, it helps a lot with the running cost of the podcast. Your support on Patreon, we try yeah, to give back you. as much as we can as well. So um, it's very much yeah. appreciated. I also, just want to quickly, as we were talking, as reminded me, um, there was an episode we did a while ago in our old chat with PT sub series, and we had an episode with a, a lady called Alicia Scott. Um, a coach and a lot of her conversation was about empowerment we actually spoke about female empowerment a lot mm. um, her being a female coach she works with a lot of female clients so i'll link that down below as well because i remember that was a really good conversation and it will link quite nicely to this one so after yeah. this if you go and listen to that you're about to hear us talking to another coach someone who actually is a woman so not just two guys talking mm. about it um, and i think that'll be a really good kind of um 
sequel to this episode, yep. even though obviously it was made ages ago. So I'll link I believe that below. she's Scottish as well. So as long as you can look past these kind of things, <laughs> then yeah, it'd be a good listen. Yeah, if, yeah, as long, yeah, for our American listeners, as long as you can understand a Scottish accent, <laughs> yeah, you'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, because you might not even be able to understand us half the time. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Um, it, it's been a pleasure as always, um, and we will see you next week. Same time, same place for some more The Fitness News. See you soon. See you soon.